Welcome, everybody. We got episode 25 of Devil's Army Cast. Here, myself, James, and Chris is also here with me, the duo as always. Yo. I believe you guys will be listening to this on November 13th, which is a Friday. So we got a little episode leading into your weekend. Hope you all had a nice week. What else we got going on? So episode 25, jersey number 25. Chris, give me a devil's devil's player that wore the number 25 in history. Um, I'll, I'll go with the obvious one, which is Mr. Jason Arnott. Good one. I, I remember uh, Mr. Devontae Smith-Pelly wore 25 <laughs> when, he was, when he was with the Devils not too long ago. And they went on and scored that goal for the Caps in the Stanley Cup Finals, huh? I think your Funny favorite defenseman wore it, too. Mirko Mueller? Yep. Yeah, he did wear 25. But Mr. Mueller's over in uh, HC Lugano, I think, or one of those leagues over there. But anyway. So, probably a short episode coming at you today. Just a little thing to get your weekend started. We got current news. Then we're going to do a little top 10 defensemen in the Metropolitan. We're going to give our list the top 10, we think, as of right now, talent-wise. Then we'll do top 10 goalies in the Metro. And then we're just going to end out with some fun hockey movie talk. We're going to talk about what our favorite hockey movies are. Just a fun little discussion to end us out. Like I said, probably going to be a short one, but why not? So... Let's As always, it seems nowadays in the hockey world, there's not much going on. So, Igor Sharangovich update. I feel like we talk about this young man every week on the podcast. Fourth in the whole KHL with 11 goals. And this is only in 22 games. He has 11 goals, three assists, 14 points in those 22 games. Corey Masayek of The Athletic put out a tweet showing how he's only 22 years old and there's only a couple guys under the age of 25 with I think eight or more goals or something crazy like that so Sharon Govich is having himself a year in the KHL let's go baby it's becoming more and more likely that he'll make the Devils roster out of camp I mean you don't score 11 goals by accident in the KHL you don't this type of production KHL is probably the second best league in all the all the world yeah. behind the NHL. I'm trying to yeah, think. Yeah, it's maybe definitely a second in difficulty. It's just they play the game a little differently over there. Yeah, I'm thinking it's a lot defensively. That's a very defensive league, the KHL. The goalies always have high save percentage and all that fun stuff. Unless that's just me being. I think you're ignorant. right about the goaltending being very good over there, but they're usually known for more of the offensive flair kind of style mm-hmm. play, the the quick movement, mm-hmm. quick puck movement, and stuff like that, fast skating. And plus, they play on the Olympic ice versus NHL regulation, bigger. so bigger rink as well. Yeah. So that's a little KHL talk for you, Igor Sharangovich. I also saw Jesper Boquist is continuing to light up over in the Liga, I believe he's playing over in Finland. I'll double check that. But Jesper Boquist doing well. Devils have a whole bunch of guys playing overseas right now. I read Alexander Holtz today, registered an assist. Still popping off. SHL. I lied. Boquist is overplaying in the hockey Alsfiskith. Jesus. Alsfiskan. The like second tier league over in the. Sweden. He has 10 points in 12 games, which is solid output there. So that's your little prospect update. There's a ton more playing overseas, but that's really the only couple that's stood out to my mind. So a couple dates for you. January 1st is remaining to be the targeted date to open the season. The NHLPA executives actually had a meeting with NHL governors today. There was a call. 
basically, I don't know what really went on during the call, but the NHL reportedly, this is per LeBron, did reiterate that January 1st remains the target date to open the season. But also acknowledge on the call that it is subject to change. But as of right now, it seems like January 1st is the date we get our hockey back. But as I said, that could change. Last thing, college hockey is back. So tonight, when you guys are listening to this on NBC Sports Network, the Fighting Irish Notre Dame is facing off against Wisconsin. Devils prospect Matthew Hellickson will be in that game. And Wisconsin has a ton of NHL prospects playing for them. Mm-hmm. Let's go Irish. I'm a, I'm a Penn State guy myself when it comes to some college hockey. So they uh, open Mr. Talvidi out there, yes, Devils prospect. They, mm-hmm. <laughs> they open up a week from this Notre Dame-Wisconsin game. The Big Ten opens, or not the Big Ten, but Penn State opens up a week from that game. So. Gotcha. And you are correct. Mr. Arnie Talvetti, however you pronounce his last game, will be playing for Penn State this year. So that's all the news I have. Chris, is there anything I missed or anything you saw you want to talk about? No, I think you, you covered it. I mean, we're, we're kind of at that point where um, – offseason has slowed down with free agency and stuff like that there's still guys out there to be signed but who knows what's going on with that flat cap situation um and as until we hear otherwise we're just assuming that the start date will be january 1st um obviously we're getting closer to that date so if it's going to change we'll hear soon but yes we will hear soon i hope so now we're going to do the little top 10 segments. First, we're going to talk about top 10 Metropolitan defensemen, and then we're going to talk about top 10 Metropolitan goaltenders. So we'll do 10. We'll start at number 10, and then we'll go through one. So in your rankings, Chris, who do you have at the 10th best defenseman in the Metropolitan division? So uh, number 10, I, I put Adam Fox from the Rangers. I put him okay. at the 10th spot. I put I had to I put Mr. Damon Severson at number ten right on the edge there. There was a ton of guys when there I got were. through to like around like seven or eight. There was just like a ton of guys yep. that I just really there didn't was know. There's a couple I, I gave, cut out too. I gave Severson the nod there just because all he does for the Devils is out of ice time. Mm-hmm. He's playing on power play, telling me kill all that fun stuff. So I got him at ten. Number nine, I got Pittsburgh Penguins defenseman Marcus. Peterson. 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 So Peterson. I had Damon Severson in the nine spot. I put him one spot above Fox. Cool. Um, who do you got at eight? Eight, I have Mr. Dimitri Orloff from the Washington Capitals. Okay. I like the style of play that he has. Uh, he very was not physical. on my radar. <laughs> so he's a very physical defenseman. Defense you don't want to skate with your head defense. down by him. And I feel like he's a very defensively sound defenseman. Who was that that fought Orlov a couple years back? Was it like Joseph Landisi or something like that? Do you I honestly that can't fight? remember. I, I remember <laughs> that uh, I think Orlov flipped Duchesne or something when Duchesne was in Ottawa or, or uh, something. Probably. I remember yeah, that. He, it was he like a hit check. No, I agree. So. I like the way Orlov plays. I do. He's that defensive defenseman that likes throwing his body around. But for some reason, I think I remember Joseph Landisi fighting Dimitri Orlov. I could be completely wrong. But. Honestly, the years, the years kind of blend together there. so uh at eight i have adam fox so you had him at 10 i have him at eight my number seven is even Provorov, philadelphia flyers defenseman so you might not like who i put at number seven or or how i put him here but i have mr dougie hamilton at seven from carolina sheesh (laughs) i love me some dougie hamilton you'll see where i have him in my ratings so 
the where I got this idea was Todd Cordell. Um, he does great work covering the Devils. He's just kind of like a freelance Devils writer type. He has his own. I think they call it Substacks, where you can subscribe and he writes every day. Infernal Access, very good stuff. I subscribe. A lot of fun. Um, he did this, these lists, like a couple weeks back. So it gave me the idea. So that's why we're doing it. Um, so where are we at now? I got Severson 10, Pedersen, Peterson 9, Fox at 8, Perverall 7. Was Hamilton 7 for you? I'm yeah, sorry. Hamilton was 7 for me. Okay, who you got 6? I have Mr. Zach Wierenski from Columbus. Okay, I have him on my list as well. 6, I have Ryan Pollock from the New York Islanders. Solid choice. Sneaky good defenseman. Um, I had no idea he was this good until I did some research yeah. on this stuff before. Devontae's would have been put on this list if he wasn't traded. I thought about Devontae's him and I had to be like, wait, he's in Colorado now. Would most definitely be on this list if he wasn't traded. You are correct. Um, go ahead. Uh, so number five, five. Um, might, might be an unpopular choice, but I, I put Chris Letang here from Pittsburgh. I feel he's like he's a solid anchor out there for them. He's been so. very good for a very long time. Um, he just, It's kind of crazy how you could call him underrated almost. Yeah, I don't see him like at his necessarily peaking and declining yet either. It's just crazy because he's, like I said, so long. But mm-hmm. anyway, as I got Jacob Slavin from the Hurricanes in that slot. Interesting. At number one, two, three. At number four, I got Mr. Zakarinsky. So you had him at what six or something yeah, like that? I had five? him at six. Uh, number four, I have Ivan Provorov from Philadelphia. Okay. I have him up at four. Okay, I do think Flyers fans overrate him a tad. Um, he is a solid defenseman. Like I said, I had him mm-hmm. at whatever. But I do think Flyer fans think he's a lot better than he is. But he is still a very solid. Defenseman. Yeah, he is a solid defenseman either way. But. Um, okay, so that brings us to top three now. So give yes, us your third. My number three is going to be uh, another defenseman from Carolina. It's going to be Mr. Jacob Slavin. There you go. Mr. Slavin's on your list as well. I got mm-hmm. Crystal Tang at two, and I got Mr. Dougie Hamilton at – or I got Tang at three, and I got Doug, Dougie Hamilton at two. I'm sorry. Gotcha. Who you got at two? I have Mr. Seth Jones from the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, you know what? I, I got him at two. My list. I got him at Silly two. Me. <laughs> he, he, he carried he that would, team. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I must have just totally disregarded that, uh, missed him or whatever. I would. I don't think Seth Jones is as good as everyone holds him up to be. Um, his, I, I would put him in at like the five six range. Gotcha. Okay. On my list. I'm sorry. I totally forgot him. Anyway, I got John Carlson number one. Yeah, I don't think there's any disagreement here. I have John Carlson at number one as well. Okay. So, so I'm going to rerun through my list since I was very ignorant and forgot Seth Jones. So I got John Carlson one, Dougie Hamilton two, Crystal Tang three, Zach Arensky four, Seth Jones, uh, Jacob Slavin five, Seth Jones six, Ryan Pollock seven, Provorov eight, Fox nine, Marcus Pedersen ten. So, so I got that's my list. Yeah, I got Carlson one, Seth Jones second, Jacob Slavin three, Ivan Provorov in the four spot, Chris Letang at five, Zach Wierenski at six, Dougie Hamilton at seven, Dmitry Orlov at eight, number nine to our very own Mr. Damon Severson, and then number ten for Adam Fox in his rookie year. There you go. Some honorable mentions. Who do you got? Uh, the only name that – well, Damon Severson now for me. John Marino, that rookie defenseman from the Fly, or the Penguins last year. Yeah. I can see him right on the uh, cusp there. 
I feel like any Hurricanes defenseman that we haven't yeah. talked about could be on Brett the Pesci was someone I was <laughs> yeah. considering. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Carolina was just stacked. You could have included like three or four of their guys. Um, mm-hmm. I think the Islanders, for me, their, their defensive core entirely needs a shout out because when I was doing this list, I was looking through each team. And to me, it, there wasn't anyone maybe other than Nick Letty um, maybe Johnny Boychek like a few years ago who Pulak, like really baby. really yeah Pulak um, there, when I was looking through it I didn't really see anyone that jumped out to me over mm-hmm. the others you know I felt like they were just a good solid decor that worked together so just a shout out to the entire basically Islanders defensive unit um, that would be my main shout out and Brett Pesci that was probably the, the last guy who would be at 11 that I, I you know didn't put in the list Gotcha. Yeah, there's some good ones. Uh, defensemen in the Metro are very strong. And, of course, you know, we're looking for guys like, you know, Subban and Truba to kind of bounce back next year as well. So there's room for other guys to improve. Yeah. So we're going to move the goalies now. And I was kind of surprised going through the list of goalies. It was very underwhelming for me. It, yeah. uh, a ton of young yep. talent, like very good young talent. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, I was like, wow, this is not as impressive as I thought it was going to be. Um so number 10 I was between Corey Crawford, newest Devils backup goalie and Peter Mrazek, I put Crawford at 10. So I had Tristan Jari at 10. Wow. From Pittsburgh. Right. I I think that he had a good run last year, but I need to see it sustained before I, I fully put him ahead of some other guys. Okay, who got it 9? Uh I have the Rangers backup Gorgiev at 9. Okay, I got Verlarmov at number nine. Islanders. He'll be a starter this year, right? Yeah. Uh, they have Sorokin cover, uh, coming over. Coming up. Yeah, uh, he was playing with KHL these past couple seasons, I think. This is his first yeah. year where he's able to he's actually play over here. A beast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number eight, I got Jonas Corposalo. Uh I have Mr. Corey Crawford. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven, who you got? Uh, Semyon Varlamov from the Islanders. There you go. Henrik Lundqvist is at my seventh spot. Ah, interesting. He's still a very good goalie. Mm-hmm. The Rangers just kind of plus the decoy he's going to have in front of him now. Yeah, uh, got Lundqvist at seven. Did you say your seventh yet? Yeah, mine was Varlamov. Okay, six. I got Elvis Merzlikens, the young kid from the Blue Jackets. I am right there with you. I got Merzlikens go. at six. We got five. Five, I have Ilya Samsonov, and it's going to be a question mark to see what happens since he supposedly had a, a somewhat serious injury. See how he backs ba- uh, comes back, but I put him at the five spot for now. I have him at five as well. Look, Look at, at that. Us. Five and six, same. I got Tristan Jury at four. I have Jonas Corposalo stood on his head during the playoffs there against the Lightning. <laughs> Definitely uh, kept that series alive for Columbus. He got at three. Uh... Igor Shesterkin from the Rangers. I got Mr. Mackenzie Blackwood at three. <laughs> See, I was debating. I was debating my top. You know, I should say two and three. I was. I was interchanging. So. Well, I think your one, my one, could have been interchanged as well. So my number one's I, Carter Hart. The top Hart three for now. could have been. Yeah. Yeah, my number one's Carter Hart. Number two, Igor Shesterkin. I 
if Carter Hart didn't have the playoff experience that he got this year and show mm-hmm. what he did in the playoffs, and you can make a strong argument, Mackenzie Blackwood there, at like or Shostakin over Hart. But I mean, you can't ignore what he did in the playoffs and stuff. So I got Carter Hart one, Shostakin two, Blackwood three, Jari four, Samsonov five, Mercerlinkus six. Monquist seven, Corpusalo eight, Polarmov nine, and Corpusalo ten. Yeah, so you and I have the same guys in our top three, just a little bit of a different order. I have Carter Hart at one, and then Mackenzie Blackwood at two. Um, plus Blackwood, I know he got some uh, some votes or consideration towards the Calder. We knew he wouldn't win it, but he did. He did pull off some of those. Um, so my list uh, to round it out: Carter Hart at one, Mackenzie Blackwood at two, Igor Shosturkin three, Corpusalo at four, Samsonov at five, Merzlikins at six, Varlamov at seven, Crawford eight, Gorgiev nine, and I have Mr. Tristan Jari at the ten spot. And an honorable mention to Ilya Sorokin. Um, again, coming over from Russia, I just need to see him play first before I have him put in this list anywhere. So yeah, the hype around the hype around um, him is big. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it pans out for them. But some uh, breaking news here: it looks like the Ivy League just canceled all winter sports. Oh boy! So I'm assuming that includes hockey. That, yeah, that would include hockey. So that's no Princeton, no Harvard, no Yale. Yale. Uh, there's a lot of those schools that play in the uh, NCAA for ice That's hockey. Miserable. The Ivy League, they did this too with like, they were one of the first to cancel like the fall sport. They're, they've been the first to cancel sports all like seasons, you know? Mm. So, poor kids. I mean, I'm sure they'll give them another year of eligibility because I think like schools are already granting kids in this, like this segment of sports another year of eligibility but still that sucks yeah it does um back to what we're talking about so we finished up our top 10 list for goalies right and yes we did so look at look how fast we're moving told you guys this is going to be a quick episode next we got our best hockey movies Chris, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you pick the reins on this. Go ahead. Talk yes, we got We're gonna have some some time here with a uh, you know off season obviously still going on and uh, we're still in quite the situation of of the world right now. Um, so why not just kick back and enjoy some hockey movies? Um, I'll start out with the most obvious one probably. Um, my my personal favorite. It it is the Miracle movie that Disney made in Ooh. 2004. Um, featuring the, the 1980 U.S. Olympic team upsetting the powerhouse Soviet Union. And um, part of the reason I love that movie is not just because I love hockey, but I'm also pretty big into history. I, that was actually one of my favorite subjects through school. So a little bit of a wombo combo. Uh, happy feet wombo combo there. Uh, plenty more, but James, I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you go ahead and list one here. Yeah, so I have Miracle on Ice as the top of my list too. That's just a really, really great movie it's mm-hmm. funny because so when disney plus came out yep i watched it probably like early on when disney plus came out so that's probably a little less than a year ago maybe mm-hmm. and that was like i really think the first time i watched a whole entire movie in one sitting i think i've always yeah. only seen like bits and pieces of it but I, I don't know if that's just me being a bad hockey fan or not but i finally sat down watched the whole yeah. thing in one sitting it was uh, they, they did movie. a good job of putting that movie together and having you understand just how important of a game it was. And uh, even some of the cool stuff they did with tying in like Al Michaels 
from the 1980 call and, and call, you know, transitioning to his iconic call at the end of the game. Um, that Disney just did a really good job overall. Whoever was in charge of it, um, you know, Herb Brooks was a big part of the production and everything. He died during um, their their final production stuff, uh, so he wasn't yeah, alive when the movie came right? out. Yeah. Crazy. Um, Kurt Russell, I think, played Herb Brooks. He did a really good job, and uh, uh, I think one of the actors, I think uh, the guy who plays Jack O'Callaghan, he unfortunately passed away, I think, a year ago. Um, so, really good movie. Disney did a really good job uh, of, of making a hockey movie, but also, you know, kind of, and it might take being older for you to understand it, you know, if you're younger listening to this, but uh, just the the political tensions the world was under at that time and why this game was so important and basically the uh what americans were living through during that time period so yeah no it was like we both just said it was a very well done movie for a whole bunch of different reasons so that's i think at the top of many hockey fans lists a hockey movie that's like a different type of hockey movie that I absolutely love and could watch so many times. The Slapshot movies. Ah, Slapshot, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a classic. classic. Yeah, that's a classic, classic as well. I love those movies. My dad introduced me to them um, <laughs> a few years back or maybe even longer than that, and I've watched them all. How many of them are there? Three? Uh, I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah, what was it, course, the Hanson Brothers or whatever? Yeah, of course the first and second one are, are the better ones. The first one's great, but I absolutely love the Slap Shop movies. I think when I was like 8 or 10 and I was first playing hockey, I was playing with like uh, two of my other friends, and uh, the coach would always keep us on a line together, and he just he would reference us as the Hanson Brothers while we're like, you know, 8, 9, or 10 years old. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Terrific movies. Um, what else you got, Chris? So I got a, an older one. Um, it's called Young Blood. Features a young that. Rob Lowe from 1986. Oh um, man, a young young Rob Lowe. Yeah, huh? yeah, he's young. He's young in that movie. Like when I first saw it, I'm like, is that Rob Lowe? And I was like, oh, oh, it is. <laughs> okay. Um, but basically, a kid who uh, and. Canadians will probably understand this a little bit more than Americans will, you know, deciding whether to stay on his family farm and keep working or take his shot at uh, juniors and stuff like that. And uh, he was a very talented player, and um, I won't spoil it, but it's a, it's a very good movie. Um, sometimes you'll see it on NHL Network. They'll put it on there. That's actually the first time I saw it. Um, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was going through, I think, food poisoning, and I was just, you know, stuck drinking Pedialyte and eating like a cracker like every two hours or something (laughs) and I just was like on the couch under a blanket just watching uh, Young Blood for the first time and I was like oh it's a good movie (laughs) yeah I've never seen it before I gotta put that on the list of movies to watch the movie Goon have you seen that one? of course it's got the Stiffmeister yeah, it does. That's a that's a great movie. There's a lot going in, going on in that movie. Him and Jay Bruchel, that was a funny one. Yeah, La Flame and uh, <laughs> the Glat, two favorite hockey players. What number uh, do you want? Take number sixty nine. It's hilarious. <laughs> and that's right after he got done beating all of his teammates up, and he was like in tryouts or whatever. No, that that movie is absolutely hilarious. Um, that's a good one if you guys haven't seen it. They actually came out with a Goon 2 not that long ago. Yeah, I haven't um, seen the nope. second one. 
it's nowhere near the level of the first one. I mean, I kind of expected it. It's kind of like, I don't know if anyone's ever watched the Blue Mountain State movie. I mean, that movie wasn't all that great, but I mean, yeah. Blue Mountain State. Everyone likes Blue Mountain State. Yeah, so it was, you're still it was a watch hype movie. One. You'll enjoy it. Um, Doom 2 is great. The first ones, I absolutely love. I've watched that movie so many times. I made a lot of my friends watch it. I think we watched it on a bus ride or two for a couple games in college. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then the last movie I'm going to talk about here before I can turn it over to you, to you talk about whatever other movies you're going to watch. Ice Guardians is a documentary on fighting and the enforcer role in hockey. Uh, it came out probably a couple years ago now on Amazon Prime. I think it was released. It was released all a bunch of other places. But guys like uh, Brian McGratton, Paul Bissonnette, those type of guys, it was a documentary focusing on what they went through, mm-hmm. how the hockey world takes them, the injuries, why enforcers are part of the game, how they're getting phased out of the game, all that good stuff really good documentary really good movie so that's another movie i've seen um so chris go ahead have you yeah, seen I'll that one? check out ice guardians i actually haven't seen that it's the first it's time a, hearing it's a really about good it documentary. Um, um, you can probably watch it for free or rent it for a couple bucks but go ahead talk about whatever other movies you yeah have. um so don't don't worry listeners we won't we won't leave out the uh the the obvious one um <laughs> 1992 mighty ducks and gordon bombay quack 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 mr ducksworth flying v goldberg don't worry we're, we're not gonna forget it that's a classic um yeah. they spawned a couple more movies too and i believe they're also planning on turning it into a tv series on disney plus as well um i haven't heard any you know release dates or anything but they have confirmed that it's something they're working on um so i look forward to seeing that whenever they come out with it they've got a bunch of other stuff that they're planning on releasing too and obviously this was all pre-pandemic so stuff has kind of shifted since then um other than that i just have a couple shout outs um not necessarily hockey movies but feature hockey in it um around the holidays you know i'll usually watch jack frost with uh, my family it's a movie's got michael keaton in it um it's about a father and son you know relationship kind of thing and uh it involves a lot of hockey they, they one of the main ways they connect is through the son playing hockey and uh, the jay shot and everything it's a really good movie it's from 1998 um if you see a uh, snowman on the cover of the film that's that's it um it has Michael Keaton, like I said, one of the main actors. He plays the father in it. I uh, won't spoil it, but it can be an emotional one. Um, and then also, you know, we got to shout out the uh, Letterkenny Shamrocks, you know. Shout out to Letterkenny, that TV show. It's on Hulu. Check it out if you haven't. Um, basically, it's a, it represents a fictional town called Letterkenny in Canada. Um, it's comprised of three groups, essentially. Um the farmers uh the hockey players and the skids is what they call them which is like the druggies and stuff like that and it's basically how they all interact and um i i got a big kick out of watching uh riley and jonesy and then of course shorzy um you might even see some scenes that like you've seen online in like memes or, or clips or whatever that's that's what it's from um so that's a funny show to watch it features a lot of hockey in it besides the other aspects as well just a funny show so yeah um, i uh honestly the, i mean i've seen the mighty ducks but the others you've talked about i haven't heard of before or watched so yeah 
Jack, Jack Frost, it, it takes place during the holidays. So that's why I kind of consider it a holiday movie. You could watch yeah. it at any point during the year, but it does, you know, emanate around Christmas and stuff like that. Um, and then one last little tidbit I got as well. Um, for those of you who have seen The Office with the ice skating episode for Michael's birthday, um, and Michael is skating in hockey equipment very well, um, that was not a you know makeshift kind of thing he didn't learn how to skate like prior to that episode or anything steve Crowell is actually really was really good at hockey he, he's good he was good at hockey he actually played um and i even have his elite prospects page up he is I'm on elite prospects right steve yeah, Carell. Right yep. i think i sent this in the chat before yep but steve Carell some- did in fact play ACHA. Yep, that's a that's actually the league that I played in. I don't know what division he was in. Denison but, um, University, ACHA too. Yeah. Oh, so he played D two. So that's what I played. Um. So yeah, we the American College Hockey Association, American Collegiate Hockey Association, is what it's called. Um. For those of you who don't understand how college hockey works, you basically to be NCAA you need to have a rank on campus that's like one of the main things which is a lot of cheddar that a lot of universities you know won't do um so for the teams that don't have that we all basically play in the ACHA it's teams from around the country you know I was in New New Jersey but you know you got teams from California the Midwest Virginia you name it Southeast uh, Texas whatever and there's different divisions to a D1 D2 D3 so that's what the ACHA is Um, it's basically if you don't play in the NCAA you're basically playing in the ACHA so but yeah Steve Carell played uh, uh, some ACHA hockey he lived the dream uh, trying to go ACHA to the pros like we all do but uh, I think he, he he settled pretty well there on the office. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think his career path turned out okay. Yeah. So he gave us one of the best TV shows of all time, by far, The Office. So, uh, yeah, there we go. I don't have anything else, Chris. I don't know if you have anything else. No, that's that's about it. I, I think we covered everything we wanted to for this epi. Yeah, so we were talking before we came on next week's episode, whenever we uh, we go week to week with what they were going to record, a fun little game we like to play. Yeah. But um, next week, we're going to... So, Corey Masaic of The Athletic posted a fan survey, and anyone can take it. It's on The Athletic. I think you have to be a pen subscriber to The Athletic, though, unfortunately. Anyway, he posted like a Google form survey to fill out. So we're going to talk about it and give our answers on our podcast to the questions. There are very good questions. It's going to take a little bit, so that'll take up a big chunk. We'll probably have some more top 10 position group in the Metro for you, and I'll probably have some current news. So that should be what episode 26 is, Mr. Patrick Eliash episode. Yep. But yeah, I mean, besides that, a couple episodes from now, we'll do a little World Junior Championship preview because we got that to look forward to at the end of December. Well, yeah, we're rolling along here. Hopefully, Devils Hockey gets fired up sooner rather than later. And keep, keep staying tuned. We appreciate you all listening every single week. So Yeah, definitely stay tuned to the socials because if anything happens, you're going to see it there first. Um, whether it's news or, you know, any kind of articles we're dropping. Mm-hmm. So definitely uh, pay attention to all our socials. Okay. Chris, you got anything left? Let's okay. go Devils, baby. Sure. Sure. All righty. Everyone stay safe out there, and we will talk to you sometime next week. Peace.